Recorded live. What is up? Field Street Forum Radio is on the air. Wednesday, December the 14th. A little after 8 p.m. It's time for Field Street Forum Radio with your host, The Real Dre. Tonight we will talk Georgia recruiting, Georgia football, probably talk about some of the coaching carousel moves still. Uh, talk about a little Georgia basketball, maybe, and the upcoming bowl season coming up for college football. Of course, Georgia will be playing December the 30th at noon, Friday afternoon against TCU and the Liberty Bowl. Should be a pretty good matchup, I guess. I don't know. TCU's got... Kind of inconsistent offense, I guess you could say, which, you know what, probably kind of fitting matchup with Georgia as, as both both schools seem to be a little bit inconsistent on offense. And, and TCU's defense has taken a step back this year, that's for sure. Not a normal Gary Patterson type of, type of uh, defense, for sure. So hopefully the dogs will be able to finish the season off strong, but we'll, we'll have to wait and see a little bit. But we got to start today. News breaking the internet Georgia message boards went a little little bonkers to be honest. Uh, as twenty four seven sports Ryan Bartow put in his crystal ball prediction for Isaiah Wilson to be selected to select Georgia this Friday and commit to the Dogs. It would be a huge turn of events for Georgia, even though the young man just visited Georgia this past weekend. Seemed to have a great visit from all the indications of that, but there'd been a lot of talk from people, you know, with maybe some inside information, some hearing things, knowing some connections inside of Georgia that thought that maybe, you know, it was a great job by Georgia, but wasn't quite able to turn the tide against him, no pun intended. Um, for the big kid from New York to go ahead and fully commit to the dogs. Well, the big news today, Bartow's usually pretty spot on from everything or, you know, everybody has said. Very high percentage on his prediction rate. Um, so for him to say Georgia for Isaiah Wilson really turned a lot of heads, really got a lot of people talking. So we'll, we'll have to wait and see. We'll find out for real Come Friday, where he commits. Will it even be over Friday, though, is the thing. You know, he's certainly a National Signing Day kid, I would imagine. You'd have to keep recruit, keep the recruiting going, uh, make him still have to earn, you know, earn his signature come National Signing Day first Wednesday in February. So that's been something a lot of people have been talking about. Of course, actual commitments for Georgia was huge. We, they got a major commitment from a uh, from the top tackle in junior college Mr. DeMarcus Hayes went ahead and signed his paperwork and everything and signed with the dogs yesterday so that was the, i mean literally and figuratively a huge signing for Georgia huge addition to this class um, you know really fits that 
true need for a, for a tackle, be it left tackle or right tackle, it's, it's going to be a major position of need for Georgia. And uh, he fits the bill, an extremely athletic kid. Saw a lot of scouting reports, a lot of film on him where he, you know, showed good good flexibility, good good athleticism, good footwork, which is in, a, in addition to being a really strong kid. You know, once he gets his hands on you, it's kind of done deal. Um, so that that that's a tremendous pickup for Georgia and Coach Pittman did a great job with that. DJ Looney, the assistant offensive line coach. I would, uh, you know, just just a, a great signing for Georgia. There's no no two ways about it, and it comes at a position of need, and it goes along with the rest of this major offensive line recruiting class that Georgia's brought in. You know, Notori Johnson and Justin Schaefer, Andrew Thomas and Deontay Demery. Then you add, you know, Demarcus Hayes to that. It's You've got the makings of, of some depth, the depth that Georgia has finally needed for years along the offensive line. People have been clamoring. Dog fans have been clamoring for that for at least the last – at least five years of, of you know, with, with Rick in town and, and the coaching staff that they had, at least that many. Um, some probably saw the handwriting on the wall years before that as well. But it's it's – it's a new time in Georgia, and hopefully, if if and it's a big if, man, I, I'm, I, I'm, I refuse to let myself get caught up in this hype because of a prediction somebody made. I don't want to. I know they take the 24, the the crystal ball settings and ever and pick, picks and everything. I know they are taken very seriously, especially by the guys there at 24/7. And I just, but I just refuse to let myself, you know, after after thinking for a while that it, it, Wilson was not coming to Georgia, I'm not going to let myself get caught up in the hype of one prediction, two predictions, you know, because Keith Niebuhr also switched his crystal ball to Georgia. And then the, North, the, the New York 24-7 guy kind of chimed in and said he wasn't, never was sure, you know, what, what Wilson was wanting to do. But I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna get caught up in the hype. I'm just gonna let it. You got to just let it play out. If it happens, it's gonna happen, and it's gonna be a major turning point for the University of Georgia in recruiting to bring in a five-star kid like this. But if it doesn't happen, hey, we were, we were right there. Kirby and and staff is gonna bring in kids like this eventually. I'm hoping it starts Friday and not, you know. Hope it's not starting later on. Hopefully, it's going to be this Friday when that starts. If, uh, by the way, if you want to give us a call and join us, seven two four 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 seven four four four. Seven two four triple four seven triple four, and then enter the passcode one two seven four six seven, and then hashtag at the end of that. Uh, but I'm your host, the real Dre. Hopefully, uh, we'll have Jason Harry Dog. Somebody, maybe Calvin from Canada. Somebody hopefully will be calling in, joining in with us to co-host tonight. What would be if you were anybody listening in? There's a few of you I see. You know who would be? What are your thoughts on this Wilson 
prediction. Uh, you know, I mean, it, it's gotten. <laughs> it blew up the the message boards. It blew up a lot of Twitter. Uh, Michigan message boards were blowing up because they were just, you know, so stunned and taken aback that because they thought Wilson was theirs. I'll be completely honest. Um, so this to even come up, and you know what? Maybe that's maybe that's what it's all about. Honestly, maybe maybe Wilson got the sense that Michigan fans and and everybody was just pretty much spot on and know he's going to Michigan. So they wanted to stir up a little hype, you know, get, get everybody wondering, make everybody wonder what's going to happen Friday, you know, because all the kids, that's the reason they have these. That's the reason they have these announcements is just, you know, just to have that moment, you know, where they can make their big announcement and, and have, have everybody wondering what they're going to do. Well, if everybody knows where you're going, not quite as fun for you so that's I think that's what a lot of some of this may be about unfortunately but you know what my god I'll be there checking it out listening in to find out what happens um let's see one of the guests in the chat is talking about Notori doing work talking about big Notori Johnson he uh and all the comments yeah um Notori Richard LeCount has been a, a beast on the recruiting trail for Georgia. I think uh, Holloman has been done a great job since he's come on board. Maybe even before that, actually, Jeremiah Holloman. He may have been doing some recruiting for Georgia as well, even before he publicly committed to Georgia. So it's, you know, things are looking up. This is going to be a fantastic class. I don't want anybody, anybody that says, you know, Wilson is more of a yes. He's a, he's probably more more than likely a day one starter at left tackle or right tackle. Uh, you know, and and a, a, the kid's six seven three seventy and and can move like crazy. So I mean, you don't get those very often. So if you can bring a kid like that in, a five star kid that that it, with that size, that athletic ability. You have to do it, you know, and to put in the work to do it, that, that's what's going to really make this pay off is all that hard work that they put in for this kid, bringing him in constantly in communication with him. That's what it's all about. But for anybody to say that if we lose Wilson, that this recruiting class is, you know, the offensive line recruiting class even specifically is is not as good or disappointing, that's just not true. I mentioned the kids earlier that are coming in. This class is this is going to be it's already if all these kids come in that are coming in right now that are already publicly committed, it's the best offensive line as a total coming into Georgia in in one recruiting class. You put in Wilson, it just it just exponentially goes above and beyond that. So Georgia fans have to be happy with where we're at right now. Along the along the offensive line, um, you know everybody wants to get the big kid. That's the thing that's really limited, not limited Georgia, but it's kind of you know kind of confused people a lot. Georgia's finished you know bridesmaids so many times these past few years to to kids all from all over the country. You know there's there's no second place in recruiting. You know it's either all or nothing, baby. Um, You've got to 
start closing on some of these major major prospects from all over. You know, Eason is one of them. Uh, bringing him in from the state of Washington last year, those finishing off the the crazy circumstances of, of him hanging in there and, and Kirby doing a great job. The recruiting class that was already in, you know, Ben Cleveland in particular, they maintained that those relationships had been built long before the decision was made to go with Kirby. So I think that played a huge role in it. So that was that was a major deal for Georgia to bring in a kid like Eason, you know, basically the top quarterback in the country last year. But it's always been on this line of scrimmage but that's really the last few years been been Georgia's downfall, preventing them from competing at the elite level, at the BCS level, at the college football playoff level. Along the line of scrimmage, that's where the difference is. And kids like Wilson, Hayes, all these kids coming in now, Johnson, Schaefer, that's where the difference is going to be made. Um, so it, it's it's going to be fun, guys. Everybody's got to just sit back and enjoy it. Don't you know? Like I said, I kind of was you know talking to folks on the on the chat and everything. Keep the mindset of you know most people kind of had had made up their minds that that uh, Isaiah Wilson was not coming to Georgia. That you know he had already made up his mind to Michigan. He got the whole commits from Michigan. You know lining up this week to announce. His happened to fall on Friday. He moved his up to Friday, so everybody thinks, well, he's just falling in line with all the other commits. Well, maybe so, but keep that keep that in mind that if – keep that mindset of he's probably not coming to Georgia, but if he does, by God, be ready to, to enjoy that moment and, and to celebrate that moment of, of bringing in a huge kid like this. We've got, let's see, well, Georgia had a couple of, I can't say misses because I'm not sure. The Monty Rice thing took everybody by surprise earlier this week, the linebacker out of Alabama, uh, three-star linebacker, um, had his commitment ceremony on Monday, I believe it was, and everybody thought, the kid was going to announce Georgia. Um, it had been, you know, he had told all the reporters and everything for the past few weeks, the last couple months even, that, you know, Georgia was his leader. He didn't have any, you know, Kirby had done a great job recruiting. Everybody had done a great job recruiting him. He seemed like Georgia was recruiting him the hardest. Um, he had visited that final week, last weekend as well right before he made his announcement, which is typically a good, a great sign, actually, uh, for you to be able to get your, get that last, get that last visit before the decision is made, you know? And then he announced it, and I swear, dude, I mean, I was sitting there watching it, and I kept waiting for the, you know, the whole, the whole switcheroo to happen, you know, that he made the announcement, I'm going to LSU. Well, everybody kept, I think, I know I did. I kept waiting for him to say, oh, never mind. You know, you know they always switch the hats, you know, that, that kind of thing. Um, even the LSU writers really didn't expect the kid to come. Uh, I guess he ended up – I guess the final decision for him ended up being 
he's going to more than likely see the playing field at inside linebacker next year much sooner at LSU than he would at Georgia with Georgia having Roquan and Trez Patrick and plus some of the guys coming in possibly in this class. I think, you know, not saying he was intimidated, but I'm thinking he just felt like he's going to, he wants to play. Kids want to play when they go to school. So if he's going to play earlier at LSU, LSU is obviously a great place. So, you know, you can't blame him. If that's what he thinks is his best decision for him, so be it. It just took everybody by by surprise. It really, really did. It was one of the few where it was really a, whoa, you know, it took everybody aback, you know, from all sides, both Georgia, who he thought he was going to. I think some of the people in the in, in attendance at the show, they were excited, but I think they were a little surprised too, So especially on the writer's side. Um, and even the school that he went, he ended up committing to was a little surprised in LSU. We got a call coming in. Field Street Forum Radio. Who do we have? Thirty-four dog. What's up, homie? What's going on? How are you? I'm good. Just, just kind of on pins and needles, waiting for tomorrow. I know, right? Wait, what's tomorrow? <laughs> Isn't it Wilson's commitment day? That's Friday, man. You got, oh, you got a whole other day to wait. Oh well. <laughs> oh man, you, you can tell I'm ready. <laughs> right, I know. I just wait. What's your take on? I, I kind of, I'm trying to get everybody to just think. You know, think like you were thinking yesterday, where he's probably not coming, but then if he does change his mind, it's <laughs> yeah. That's all. It's I, I, celebration. I would have did that. I would have did that before Bartow put that crystal ball in. I really would have did that, but if someone's telling me like, why would he put that in at what was it, like noon, one o'clock today, something like that? Yeah, you know, I usually, you know, it might be tonight or, or you know, maybe on the eve of or early Friday or something like that. But he just did it just out the blue, like now. Right. So, well, that and and even uh, Rusty you know, who always takes real good care and his, he's real, you know, careful in particular in his crystal ball selections. He put yeah. it in for Michigan, but he's always been, but, you know, there's always a chance, you know, I mean, he just, nobody really has a really, really good read on this. I think, you know, I think his announcement, moving it up to the same week as all the other Michigan commits, I think kind of struck everybody kind of funny, you know, which made everybody think, well, there you go. You know, that kind of, because it fits in with what, with the other Michigan commits, and or more than likely Michigan commits, I'll put it that way. But, um, yeah, yeah, yeah I, I mean, I figured that too, but, you know, when when that happened today, and I, I, and I saw um, Bartos' take on it, um, you know, he's he's pretty connected, you know, nationally. Yeah, and, right. And when, he's, and when he says three trusted sources, three, you know, right. that's that's a, a eye opener, and and then I got my my wheels turning. You know, uh, from some stuff a, a few weeks back when that official visit, not official visit, but an unofficial visit from um, Wilson's coaches without him came down here. 
And I'm, I'm right. like, I don't think I've been, I don't think I've ever seen, you know heard or anything like that before. And that got my wheels turning. I'm like, well, why would they do that? Right. So, right. Like I said, it's it's you never know what's going on behind the scenes. Like how long things have been brewing, or it could be you know Kirby ploy to be like you know keep things under wraps. You know make people think you're going to Michigan, and you know you never know. You just never yeah. know. Well, and I also, something that I mentioned on, on, I don't remember if it was on the chat or somewhere else, but uh, I was wondering if it had something to do with maybe, you know how, I mean, obviously Georgia needs some dominant, if they can bring in as many dominant linemen as they can, let's do it. So I wondered if after DeMarcus Hayes signed his paperwork and everything and was and was finished, you know, because his paperwork, that, he's coming in next year. Yeah, it's right. still delivered. Maybe, yeah, maybe he would have been hesitant had Wilson already made it public that he was going to, or leaning towards Georgia, you know, instead of leaning towards Michigan. That way, you you bring both of them in instead of you know if you get one or the other, you know if you get Wilson, which is great, but now if you can bring in a, another major prospect at tackle, I wondered if he was if he was maybe not that there. Were, you know, and and they're not not saying that they're being deceptive about it, but I mean, like, well, we're not sure what he's gonna, what Wilson's gonna be doing. Well, you know, because if he's hesitant about coming in, with Wilson coming in, this way he's locked in for sure, and now it opens up the possibility to bring in Wilson and Hayes. Yeah, well, but wasn't today like the junior college national signing day or something like that? Hmm. It was. Yeah, there was quite a few that signed today. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, it could – and I know it could be um, a shot in there or just, you know, or whatever, but maybe this has something to do with Monty Rice. Yeah. Maybe maybe at the last minute we're like, okay, Trey Bishop all of a sudden decommits, okay? Um, you know, Wilson's looking good. The numbers game is getting tight. So maybe mm-hmm. we're like, okay – who do we like at linebacker more? Do we just stay hard on Warner, McBride, you know, and Big Cat? We know those guys are locked. And we kind of just, you know, tell a guy maybe this, you know, we we like you, but we can't now because maybe, you know, Wilson's on board. I mean, the chances of that probably slim to none, but you never know. Right. Yeah, you know? I mean – it definitely could be a part of the equation. Uh, I think that's a big part of why your, uh, Lonnie Johnson, and I know, you know, it, it's certainly, I'm not saying it's not his, it wasn't his call or anything, but I just, I just feel like that may be a part of it is we made the offer at the time because we did have the spots. Well, something happened. Trey, you know, like you said, Trey Bishop ended up decommitting and becoming back available. That's somebody George has been working on for, much longer than than Lonnie Johnson, you know. Yeah, and it's been working on this for 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 a year now. Lonnie Johnson. It's another. Came up. Yeah, it's it's another guy in there too, but Rusty's just not saying who it is. It's another DB that nobody knows about that's on Flipwatch. Mm-hmm. But and I don't. Even, not, I don't. Even, I'm not sure that it's if it would be a Jemias Williams or someone like that. 
If uh, not, because he, he, I think he said it, it wasn't. I think he said it, it wasn't. He said it wasn't Bishop, and he said it's not a a, a B or C tier type guy. Right. So this is an A one type guy we're talking about. Right. Yeah, I'd have to go through all the targets, and you stuff. know, and things like that. Yeah. So I don't know. You, you know, it's. It's 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 getting crazy, but this is probably going to go down as the probably the best signee class George there brought in the way it's looking. Yeah, especially yeah, if that's we, what, we somehow pull Wilson, you know. Yeah, that's what I was saying earlier. Nobody can nobody can be disappointed at all with this recruiting class. This is the best recruiting offensive line recruiting class George has brought in probably ever. I think, as far as consistency across the board. And then that's before Wilson, you know? I mean, so nobody can be disappointed with this class. No, Uh, no. Our big big issue, I think last time I called in, you know, we were talking about going in next year, we're talking about the old line was going to be the weak link. Well, now – since then, you know, there's been a rash of changes, you know, um, Schaefer, Notori, um, you know, Hayes, and, of course, you know, did, did they ever say, uh, was Kenley getting a red shirt? Did they ever say they're going to maybe red shirt, be able to get that? Or? I I haven't heard yet. I would, I would assume so. I mean, but you never know. I think that's why they, like, took him off the travel squad and stuff like that so yeah um, I I just can't imagine you know I mean well I can actually the NCAA not giving him that year back but uh, for one play basically yeah that one snap I I don't know but I'm 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 liking the roundup of the old line going in next year now and then like I said we ran Wilson oh my god oh I mean good god almighty that's (laughs) As I was saying, six seven three seventy and and can move. Yeah. Strong. That's 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 national championship type type of roster players right there. Um, looking at some of the targets, I think Stanford Samuels has kind of shut his down. He signed his financial work uh, aid paperwork with Florida State. Yeah. But I think I think he's kind of out. There had been some talk about him coming. You know. If, Maybe giving Georgia a look here before he enrolls, but um, I know Christopher Henderson. Brainy hasn't re- hasn't committed anywhere, has he? No, and that's that's something to look at too because I know he's supposed to take a visit January twentieth. Uh huh. And he's already been everywhere else. He's I think he went to Oklahoma. Um. Uh, who else he went? I know he went to Miami, and or somewhere else he's been. I can't think of somewhere else he's been. But he's supposed to be coming to us January twentieth. And by him okay. not committing, because everybody figured once he decommitted for us, it's basically Miami to lose. And mm-hmm. he just he just never committed. Then that door came open, and I know Cooley went down there on a visit, and I guess it kind of patched things up or got things back right. Then all of a sudden, you know, he he came out. And say he's going to take a visual visit on the twentieth, you know, of January, and mm-hmm. so that's big, 
you know, cause especially since he hasn't, you know, committed someone after he decommitted to us. Right. Are so, they uh, – do you know anything about uh, the Amir, Amir Speed? Is he is he the one that was getting some predictions to uh, Virginia Tech? Yeah, I, I think the the ship might have sailed with him. I think he's uh, – He's he's Virginia takes to lose. Okay, all right. Um, but so I don't know. But it's, a, it's a reason why we haven't. Um, well, we offered Stokes, but it's not a committable offer yet because he mm-hmm. wants to. Because from what I'm hearing, Stokes wants to commit to Georgia, but uh-huh. they're they're telling them you know not right now. You know, like okay. it's, 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 I think they're hoping somebody else comes into play. Okay. So like I said, okay. it's it's stuff going behind the scenes we just have no idea about. Just uh just like um uh JJ Holliman's mom had tweeted earlier. He had something to the lines of that, you know, we don't know what's going on behind, you know, closed doors. It's it's crazy. We just see from the outside looking in. Right. I think everybody just wants so bad to get this get this thing you know, knock the lid off of this program, man. Yeah. I mean, I, I like everything going in to next year. Only my only concern was was, was the offensive line, and it seems right. like Pittman's doing a hell of a job sharing up that thing at least to a good two deep, you know, two deep rotation. Because I can yeah. easily see, I can easily see Gillard being a center, or even if. Somebody takes a hold of that left tackle spot and takes it by the horn and take it over. I can see Wims sliding down the center. Yeah, he can he can play center as well. And having somebody like Ken Lee playing one of the guard spots and probably one of those, the freshmen come in and play in the guard spot. And you know, like I said, Wilson comes in or Hayes playing those those tackle spots. I mean, we have a rejuvenated line that's that's the, the Bama esque Bama esque type size in there. Right. Well, and that's what I was just about to say. And they fit the mold of what they want to do. Exactly. So they, they, they they are the type of, you know, and that's why I'm not sure that, you know, I don't want to think the line, the offensive line is not going to be like, a, it's not going to be a major, major improvement. I don't, you know, it's not going to be the point where it's, they're dominant, I don't think, next year like we want to be. But I think it's going to be a, a Better, pretty solid, pretty pretty solid improvement of what we what we had this year. Certainly, anything just a little bit better than what we had. Anything in the right direction towards what we had this year, just a little bit better, is will be a ton, a ton, a lot better than than this year. Because, like I said, a hell we're 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 a hell mary away, uh, a, a a bad play call away. And just I ain't gonna bring up the tech game, but anyway, just <laughs> <laughs> just we're those three games away for talking about a completely different season, right? So and I and I think that game, that Tennessee game, that one play just changed the entire season. You know, I think if they win that game, they're kind of like. Yeah, this is this is working. This is what we came here. You know, we're going to win these big games and you know and things like that. If we win that game, I don't, I don't think, I don't think we drop 
the Vanderbilt game. I think we carry that momentum from Tennessee into Vanderbilt. Exactly. Win that game. You know, who knows what happens at Florida. Maybe may still drop it. I don't know. Um, but we win those two games, and we're we're likely playing in, in Atlanta, depending on what happens in, in, in Jacksonville. Yep. You know, at worst, two, at, at, a two-loss a two season at worst. Two plays away. Yeah. So, I got, like I tell, I try, try to tell everybody to, you know, be real optimistic because just those couple of plays turned our season around mm-hmm. with a blink of now, an eye. To be fair, you know, we have to look at Missouri was probably one play away from a or one or two plays away from a loss there. Kentucky was, you know, a couple of plays away from a loss there. So Yeah, uh, true. Nickel State, but I don't look at it that way. <laughs> me, me neither. <laughs> because we because technically that damn hell Mary, that's exact that's one play. <laughs> exactly. Oh. <laughs> um, let's see, some of the uh, how about Monty Rice? Does that you think that opens up a spot, or do you think that think, just, you know we'll just continue to fill from whatever with you know Leonard Warner or um, Nate McBride, something like that? Here, here's my take. Like I, I something's telling me that extra lineman has something to do with Monty mm-hmm. because this guy was pegged to come to Georgia. He said he was a silent commit back since September, October. Everybody had him tabbed. All the sources had him tabbed at Georgia. And just out the blue, he goes with LSU. Including LSU. Yeah. They were shocked as hell. They didn't know. That's what I'm saying. Something's going on. And then for us not to throw out an offer to a linebacker this late in the game, like you don't see us like someone going after a Tyler Taylor or some other linebacker, everything is staying pat. It's it's just you know okay let's let's go with Warner let's go with McBride let's go with Big Cat and, and you know and, and finish out the the linebacker core and and that's it you're not we're not seeing another offer go out for a JUCO linebacker or uh, uh, or going aggressively at another linebacker we're targeting everything is just staying pat. So it's right. something's going on. We just don't know what it is. Yeah, like was was Taylor a, a supposed to be a part of the? I mean, I'm kind of assuming he was going to be a part of the class, but that kind of was getting into limiting. You know, that would have been a, you know if you add Rice and Taylor and I think that'd I, have been I too many. Yeah, that'd right. been too many. I, I think if, I think if Rice would have came on board. That that would have been it. Tyler wouldn't have had a spot no way whatsoever because you're talking about um, uh, Rice, Warner, McBride, Big Cat, Walter Grant, um, Jaden Hunter, and uh, who who's on the and Bill. That's seven inside outside guys. Right. So I don't I don't yeah. I don't think he would have been that uh, eighth guy. Yeah, I, 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 and I definitely see what you're saying about the could could they have gotten a surprise from from Wilson or somewhere else, you know that. Yeah. Took, took that spot, and plus, could it be a, a part of Kirby 
maybe prioritizing it? I mean, I mean how would you compare Taylor and Rice? I mean, you know, is he prioritizing the state of Georgia kids maybe to, to build yeah. that wall, wall around the state kind of thing? I, yeah, it's that and an upside factor. If you're looking at just ceiling upside type guys, Warner and McBride have a much higher ceiling than Monty Rice does. Mm-hmm. Because when you want to, when you recruit a prospect, you want a, a prospect that haven't even come close to his potential ceiling. You don't want that prospect who has little ceiling left, and you got and you see what he's going to become right now. You don't want that guy. You want right. that guy who who can shoot through the roof. Like his ceiling is crazy, and that's a guy like McBride who who runs like a four four at six two two thirty two forty, and you know, uh, um, a, a very cerebral, fast, instinctive linebacker in Warner, who both those guys haven't seen their best ball yet. And mm-hmm. right now, if I guess if you just broke down the tape, those two guys' their ceilings are, are higher than, than mine. And, and they're Georgia kids. Right. So I, I just, I don't know. Something's brewing. Like I said, we're not going to know and, and until, you know, a couple more weeks from now, but something's going on. I just feel it. The same way we turned, um, uh, what's the kid from from Grayson? We t- we turned him away. Um, oh, Breon Dixon. Yeah, I, I just I, I just I had that same type of feeling. We 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 told Rice or might have gave him something to think about or something. Maybe not, but you know, I just have a feeling because I don't. I, I I've never seen that many writers off on a prospect. Yeah. Never yeah, in my life. I've never seen that. <laughs> that's what that's what was you know kind of blew me away from that is, is it wasn't just a couple of guys that were wrong. It was nationwide. All all the services, all the different school re- reporters, they were all they all just missed it. And something like you said something went down. Maybe it was just playing time. You know, maybe he just felt like he would have a better opportunity to see the field earlier at LSU. You know, I don't, I don't know, but I don't think it was anything. You know, there was kind of just some discussion about, well, did Coach O and uh, Damian Craig and all that they get involved and have something nefarious going on? Well, I don't, I don't know. I think the prevailing thought is is probably no. I mean. It's just, yeah, it's just something. It's, it's hard to believe. Like I said, the guy's been a silent for months now. And then right. if he if he really didn't want to come to Georgia, I don't see him taking that official visit this this past weekend or the unofficial, whatever it was. I just uh, I just don't see it. No, and I don't think he's the type of kid to do something kind of under the table as far as keeping the Georgia coaches in in the dark too. I mean. Yeah, he, he would have said something. You've been silent this this long. You would have been had something had to, some type of courteous mm-hmm. or something. To, hey, uh, you know, I've had a change of heart last minute. You know, this, that, and the third. But I don't know. Not even one prediction to LSU. Right. Right. How about uh? All right. How about this? Any. Any concern over Swift and Webb taking a 
visit over to Penn State, and then I think Swift is going to also take a look at Clemson before before signing day as well. Um, I'm not worried. I'm not worried about Clemson whatsoever, so I don't care about that visit because yeah. those two are going to school together. Right. So I don't. I don't know. Maybe if the coaches maybe with a shot out there or something, they had to go see him real quick. Then I could mm-hmm. see something going on, but. You didn't see any type of panic like Kirby had to go visit Pennsylvania for Webb and Swift. Right. I uh I kind of <laughs> I kind of categorize it as it's kind of annoying but nothing to be too too worried about hopefully. Yeah, you know, I mean something to just keep an eye on, but I don't I don't think it's I think it's kind of more of a courtesy thing to the the big in-state school. Yeah. You know, Hopefully nobody talks to them and gets them, gets them thinking or anything. But I think those kids both are pretty solid at Georgia. I mean, you can't do a friggin' <laughs> can't do one of those big announcement videos and not get the school to be asking for their money back. <laughs> yeah, I know that's right. And plus, I think um, we we get the last official visit anyway, right? Yeah, I think. I think they're are they both coming that same week the same weekend? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I wanna say the last weekend in January or the second to last weekend in January, something like that. So Yeah, I don't I'm think, I'm not too worried about that one. Now if Sonny and Chubb were to both stay, then we might have something to talk about. But Well, yeah. Well what if what if that does happen? I mean, do you think they'll both if they both do stay would that really? De- I don't know that it would deter. Who have, who who have. It might. It, it it might because I don't, it, 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 I don't know. It might because I think without a doubt, Swift is going to be in the rotation come next year. And if Chubb and Sonny decide to say, there's no way that's happening. So, and I don't think. Penn State is that deep a linebacker besides that 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 guy they got right now. He's a, he's a good back, but they don't have anything after him. So uh, running back uh, Saquon Barkley or whatever. Yeah. So that's probably what Franklin's going to sell him anyway. Like, right. okay, look, we, we got Barkley, and that's about it. You can come here and and play right away and get in the rotation. So you know he's going to he's going to hammer that home. So he's going to do that now, even with Sonny and and Chubb. You know, potentially leaving anyway. He's 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 hammering that home now. Let them say they're staying. So, man, that that's when I would worry. Right. Yeah, Barkley is a he's a sophomore, so he's definitely back. Um, I was going to pull up their roster real quick and see who all they had behind him. Um. Uh, I don't know. My thinking is, you got Chubb and Sony. If they, if they do come back, and then you'd have Harrion and Holyfield, and Tennille Carter. So that's five guys right there in the roster. I mean, that's that's another thing. Hell, if both of them stay, Carter Carter might go take that visit to Texas now. Yeah. 
I think if one it, stays, they're probably yeah. Once they were, they're, they're yeah. They'll I ain't worried about that. But if somehow both Chubb and and Sunny stayed, I, one of those two guys or both those guys are gone, and then we have to go all out for 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 Zeus in 2018. Yeah, and that's the only kind of thing is is you know what that would make it that much. I want I want all the kids that we got you know with with Swift and, and Carter, but Zeus seems to be the the Zamir White seems to be the maybe the even more, you know a, a beast even more you know yeah um, see Mark Allen one two three four yeah they got six running backs on the roster one senior. A freshman, two sophomores, including Barkley, and then a, a junior. Two freshmen, I'm sorry. But I don't know their numbers. And you see, like, percentage of carries and things like that? Yeah, it's just got them listed. I was going to pull up their, their numbers. It's kind of a plain, plain Jane site there. Um, so I don't know. I, I kind of don't think. I think Chubb would probably be less likely to come back, you know. Yeah, me too, yeah. I think Sony could take the opportunity to show, you know, a little more leadership, a little more show that – I mean, he's already shown – to me, he's kind of shown he can he can handle the load too last year. Yeah. You know, when, when Chubb was out. So I still think he's probably about – I don't know. I'd like to see him come back because he is such a, you know, valuable – player to have a great receiver out of the backfield. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, it's going to be interesting to keep up with. And I guess I think we were talking about it today. I think the date of declare is what, January 7th or 17th or something like that. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't see too many guys leaving who are underclassmen, except for maybe like we said, both the running backs and, and Bellamy. That's, hmm. That's about it, right? And and we 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 have a guy on the roster, a couple of guys on the roster right now who could take over Bellamy's spot and probably be more of an impact than Bellamy was. Yeah, because yeah. I, I I know DeAndre Walker is a beast on third down. Yeah, yeah, he started showing out a little bit, making some plays, and then just kind of. Didn't really get on the field as much, you know. It's kind of one of those things where you're just kind of like, okay, what what's going on here? Yeah. Um, it's it's going to be interesting. I think I think those are the three possibilities. I think Sony's probably about fifty fifty. Um, mhm. And I think Chubb's probably. I would say he's probably about about eighty plus. Eighty or ninety, because he's. Yeah. I think just because of the, I think just the injury factor coming off of that, it, knowing if if something weird happens again. That could be millions of dollars gone. Yeah, you know, gone. And the only I, way he comes back is if he pulls one of those insurance policies, like Ty Gurley did. Yeah, that's yeah. the only way. That's the only way he'll be back. Mm-hmm. But but I other think, than that, I think no. Carter, or excuse me, uh, I think Chubb's gone because I think. Somebody had a great point on on Field Street Forum saying Chubb's probably going to show out 
like Conley did last year, that kind of thing. You know, he's gonna. I think he's gonna blast the 225 bench press record. I think he'll break the record to be complete for running backs at least. Probably. And I think you know he's gonna show out on the you know on the 40 time and everything. So you know he's. I think he's gonna do a great job and kind of build his 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 you know market you know his value to to a team there at the combine with no problem in the, in the Jordan, in the workout day um yeah in Athens cuz you know you think about it that'll be you know a full what year and a half for him to be recovered from that injury mm-hmm. and uh so i think he'll, he'll i i kind of i'm i would kind of plan on him being gone um and then Sony would be kind of we'll just have to wait and see um uh, had a question in the chat about Asking what about Carter? Talking about uh, Lorenzo Carter. No, nah, there, there's no way he's leaving. No. Nah. He has all the physical features and everything you would want in the <laughs> outside line yeah. for NFL, but he hasn't just not ready. lived up to it yet. Mm-mm. No. He showed flashes of it, big-time flashes of it towards the end this year, but I think one more year would really, really solidify his shot, his draft status and everything. Yeah, because if Mel, if Mel Kuyper gave – Chubb and Sonny, mid-round grades, anywhere between, what, three to five? Just imagine what he would give Carter with the productivity right. he's brought. So, yeah, he's coming back. But there's um, – I, I can't think of the guy's name, but I think we're still on him. This could be have something to do with it, too, with the, with the, um, with the linebacker aspect. What's that guy from um, from Virginia that's committed to Penn State? That hard hitting safety linebacker. Oh, uh, hold on. I can't think of his name, but I saw his huddle video a few weeks back, and that kid reminds me of Raquan, but strikes harder right now. As far as the speed aspect, they're like the same, but this guy hits you with intentions. Like it's whew, his huddle Ma- video is crazy. Matos, uh, I, he's from no, Fredericksburg, Virginia. It it could be he's uh, is linebacker safety. Oh no, that's a defense uh, wide defensive end, outside linebacker. Um, Dylan Rivers is from Virginia, outside linebacker. No. Nope. You said safety? Yeah, he's going to be safety or linebacker because they've got him paid. He's going to be one to two. He's either going to be a safety or going to a linebacker. Braylon Franklin? No. <laughs> uh, let's see. Let me do targets. How about that? Yeah, I know the name when I hear it. Is it Passan? Right. Is some of the F Passan something? It, it, he he got like two last names, a hyphenated last name or something. Oh, Faison Walden. Yes, Braylon. He's from uh, North Carolina. So. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He's, well, he's, uh, six he's committed one, to Penn State. So. Yeah. Yeah. Target. Um, yeah. Six one, two hundred pounds. Number twenty eight outside linebacker. Yeah, commit yeah. hard commit to uh, Penn State. Uh, let's see. 
because he came down on his own dime a couple of times. Yeah, he he did take a visit on the fifteenth. I guess that's an official visit. Yeah. Um, so there's been some some chatter about him as well. Yeah, I know Cooley's been back and forth. Not Cooley, um, Beamer has been back and forth with him. Oh, okay. So. Oh yeah, Faison. Okay, yeah, I did. I did. I didn't realize he had the the hyphenated name. I remember the Faison part. Then. But yeah, I don't know if you you seen his huddle um, video yet, but that guy hits with reckless abandonment. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to take a look at it. He will be perfect would... in what Kirby Smart is trying to do with the. Um, with the linebacker, you know, about 225, 230, and can fly around, but will hit. Mm-hmm. Man, how <laughs> – we were talking about this earlier. How funny would it be for that commitment video to have Santa Fromm and Santa LeCount pop up in it on Friday with Wilson? Man. <laughs> <laughs> That would be the best of all time right there. <laughs> that would be the best. You know, uh, you know, you said you had a you know, you were having concern about next year with the offensive line before the recruiting class, but do you think there's somebody on the defensive side that can step in and be a you know, big time pass rusher for Georgia to kind of fill that, you know, that Leonard Floyd type of role? Um would it be Lorenzo Carter, I guess, to step up? I really think I, I think it's gonna be a guy that they're they're raving about that they 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 didn't want to keep him off the field this year, but they mm-hmm. did just because of Bellamy and, and, and Carter was uh, Chauncey Manick. Oh, okay. They've been raving about that kid. They say he's gonna be something special. So I think him him and DeAndre Walker are gonna make names for themselves next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's and, that's my biggest concern is get that true pass rusher to come in to to fill in with those guys on the, you know, the big defensive tackles and defensive ends, you know, that have done a good job, but you know they haven't, they never they never really were able to get a big time pass a, a constant, consistent yeah. pass rush in. I wonder and if I, you think Beal can, can Beal fill that role possibly as a true freshman. Yeah, I was about to say that too. I think Bill can come in and play right now, and um, I think Big Cat probably can come in and play right now. I think you got a, a those two guys can can come in and, and be instant impact guys. Both of them are long. Both of them have that that Leonard Floyd type frame. Um, yeah, I, I I think we'll be fine. I think we got some guys that can step in and and. Um, uh, Walter Grant might can fill that role as well, but you know, so yeah, I, I I think we'll be fine. But who I'm really waiting to get to Athens is Adam Anderson. That's oh, who I'm. Re- that's who I'm really waiting to get to Athens. I saw him play this past weekend at the Dome, and that kid's a he's a freak athlete. His his motor doesn't stop. He's in the backfield every play. We need we need to. Camp out in Rome over the next year or so, and uh, make sure we bring in as many of those guys as we want because that that Rome defense was nasty. Yeah, it was. 
Hell, and all half of them brothers. Will be back. Oh, really? Half, <laughs> half of them are brothers. There was like four brothers on that defense. <laughs> they did, yeah. I, I remember somebody saying that. I forget their, their names, but they had like like four brothers that were on defense. One of them was like a safety. One of them was a linebacker. One of them was a deep tackle. One was a corner. Yeah, they, they had, yeah. I, I remember that. I just can't remember their last name. Hmm. Yeah, they they were very impressive Saturday or uh, Friday or Saturday, whenever it was they played. My goodness. Uh, yeah, let's see. Speaking of that, that was that was one of the better weekends for the for the GHSA. Yeah, it was. It really was. All the games were pretty much even the. You know the games that got out of hand. I got the Macintosh and uh, and uh, Macon County. It was seven to nothing going into the fourth quarter. I mean, it was anybody's ball game. Yep. Um, they had a chance to win it. They had the two fumbles inside the five yard line. Basically, really just crushed them. Um, you know, and then you gave that Kari Lane kid, you know, too many chances, and he just he just lit them up there in the fourth quarter, but. Uh, good game there, and then that the capper, of course, was Grayson and, and Roswell. That was just yeah, that was as good as any high school football game I've seen. Me too. <laughs> it was just you couldn't turn away. I mean, it was just you could see the talent on the field, and, and the the kids. Both teams wanted it so bad. I felt so bad, you know, for that kicker for Roswell for missing that little field goal, but. Yeah, you know, hopefully he understands that you know it wasn't just him. If they would have made one more play before overtime, it would have it wouldn't have mattered. So, um, but you just you know feel bad for it for for a kid like that to, to feel like he's got all that weight on him from that. But um, I never, I still don't know what the safety for uh, Grayson was thinking on that last. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that shouldn't even they shouldn't even been in overtime. That I didn't no. even. It was almost like he was shedding points or something. Because <laughs> 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 I didn't, I, I kept looking at the replay. I'm like, what, what the heck is this guy doing? <laughs> he did not. He didn't see the receiver coming. It was he was sitting there waiting for the ball to intercept it, waiting for it to get to him, and, and that, <laughs> that receiver just came over and said, nope. Yeah, Take that. I mean, yeah, that one, yeah, because that game shouldn't even win in overtime. No, if he would have just, I, you know, and I think that's a that's a product of the targeting rule, you know, and and the taking, you know, some of the physicality out of the sport. Before, you can't yeah. tell me somebody like you know, a Greg Blue or you know. Uh, Taylor Thomas, or like that. Thomas Davis so, type player. Yeah. Yeah. They're not gonna they're not gonna they weren't gonna lay back and, and try to intercept. They would have laid that receiver out. <laughs> yep. <laughs> there was no chance he was gonna catch that ball. Um Is it the Griffin brothers for Rome? Uh yeah. Or yeah. the chat. Yeah, I think so. Talking about him, yeah. I think I want to say there's like four of them. It could be even five, but I know there's four. Yeah, no, I don't know, man. It's going to be, like I said, it's going to have to be 
keep a definite eye on Rome because they are young and they are really good, especially on defense. And uh, I think they're all coming back, most of them. Yeah, they are all, like I said, I think almost all of them are either juniors or sophomores. So, I mean. Yeah. Um, the cars do the same way. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Lawrence. <laughs> yeah. He's the main one. <laughs> um it's going to be interesting to, to, to keep up with. Uh, if you're listening to Field Street Forum Radio, with your host, The Real Dre, and 34 Dog has joined us tonight talking a little Georgia recruiting. I don't know if you get a chance to catch the, the Hoop Dogs a little bit ago. Not to get a chance to, um, to watch that, but I, I, I heard they, they won by double digits. Yeah, they won pretty solid, pretty convincingly, so. Louisiana Lafayette, they were at least eight and two, so that's a good sign, I guess. I don't know. It just gets a little frustrating because you never know when they're gonna, when the basketball program is gonna break through. You know, you keep expecting that he's got some experienced players. I guess he's trying to break in some of the bench players, obviously. But you know, it seems yeah. like there's enough experienced guys there that they can run his system the way he wants. But it just seems like it's not really flowing right now. Yeah, it's, but, I'll put it like this. Well. And bring in that marquee coach that can recruit. Mm-hmm. Because over the past five to ten years, Georgia has been a hotbed in basketball as well. Right. So there's no reason to not get these top guys that's in state. Mm-hmm. You know we're not we're not getting the top ten players. We're getting the number twenty player, number thirty player. Mm-hmm. We we, we got to start getting those top ten players that are program changers, like the Wendell right. Carters and all those type of guys. So in, in, yep. until we until we probably you know make a coaching change, we're gonna be in the same. Like we we got to yeah. actually. Uh, open up the ante and open up that checkbook and bring somebody in, um, you know, like a Calipari, <laughs> even though it's probably not going to happen. But, you know, some, a, a big-name coach, like, I mean, uh, what's Paterno, whatever, Paterno at, at Louisville, you want to bring in those type of guys. Uh, Rick, Rick Patino. Yeah, Patino, yeah. Or or go and, and, and get the guy at Kansas or Villanova. You're, you're going to have to make a splash. Right. I I mean, for God's sake, hell, Auburn did it because they brought in Bruce Pearl. And he seems, you know, even though he's crooked as hell, he still brings in some top recruits and they win ball games. So they're trying to turn that program around. So until we do the same, we're going to be in the same boat as we are now, just treading water. Mm -hmm. I do think, I I think they've at least, for the early half of his, career at Georgia, Fox, I think, tried to steer clear of the AAU slime pit, <laughs> to be completely honest. Can't do that. You can't do it. You, no. you really can't do it. And and lately, you know, it's taken some time, but I do think it has turned a little bit. We've gotten some better guys. And I granted, you know, it's, you know, Turtle Jackson, the guy that's in Athens practically. Um, but you know what? We weren't even getting those guys for for a while. You know, somebody right down the street would go to Kentucky or North Carolina or, 
even Auburn or, or Alabama, you know, instead. Um, I mean, even Tech. Yeah. If Tech. If Tech can go into the AAU realm and pull players, we have to be able to do it. Right. So. Right. But, you know, we've gotten – it's improved. Uh, the Crump kid has has come in and done well. Uh, the other guard that came in this year – I can't his name escapes me right now, but he's he's played well. And then for next year, you got Charles Claxton, Charles Claxton's kid uh, Nicholas. He's got yeah. South Carolina, but you know, it looks like a good play. A lot of length on him, six nine, one ninety. And then of course the kid we had on the podcast a couple of weeks ago, Rayshon Hammonds, is probably the best prospect to come in. Most people are saying since KCP anyway. Um, and he said he even said that you know. His goal is to be a one and done guy. So you know, if he's that good, then that's the kind of players you got to go get. But the, my concern is, my concern is, it doesn't seem like Fox's offense really caters to kids who are one and dones because it's you know fairly rigorous and it's you know there's a lot of you know motion to it and everything. It's not a lot of just playing ball, going out playing ball or setting. You know, it's it's more set plays instead of playing off the off the just playing off the ball. Yeah, you know, well, I don't know I mean, that really. If I don't know, it, it, it's got to be catered to one and done because a lot of these schools that are one and done are the ones that are in the the final four and elite eight championships playing, like you know, like Kentucky's and Dukes and and Kansas. those 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 type of guys. But you know, I'm just looking at the top guys in Georgia, and one through 15 in our state are four-star guys or higher. Mm-hmm. Granted, okay, we did better. We got the Hammonds kid from Norcross. He's the number seven player, you know, in in the state. But we're missing mm-hmm. out on, on the five-star guys like Wendell Carter, Colin Sexton, MJ Walker, you know. We're, mm-hmm. we're not we're not landing those guys. Though for sure one and done. Like, <laughs> right. I mean, I, I can go on for you know for days. The Davion Mitchell, Jordan Tucker, um, I can't pronounce his name. The seven footer at Green Forest, you know <laughs> the the big guy over at at Westlake. All those guys are going to Duke, Alabama, Auburn, FSU, Auburn. Auburn's coming in our backyard and getting two of the top ten players. Yeah, there's no reason for Auburn and Alabama, you know, if it's Kentucky or Duke or North Carolina, you can kind of say, okay, you kind of understand because of the history and the prestige of those programs. But <laughs> yeah, it, Alabama, Wimp Sanderson is, is long been gone at Alabama. Uh, Auburn they went, never. They went and got um, um, uh, Avery Johnson, though, as their head coach. Right. right. So they made a splash. Yeah, and they got the but number that's the two thing. player. Last year, there was two top ten kids in the state that ended up going to Harvard to play basketball. <laughs> I know you can go to Harvard. It's much, you know, it's a great education, one of the, the best, if not the best in the country. But they were going to play basketball. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. And that's Tommy Amaker. And that's, you know, that was somebody that, you know, I think maybe – would have to get a look if Georgia was to ever make a make a change. I think Amaker would be a because you know he's got ties to Duke, 
Uh, he didn't do great at Michigan, but you know, so he's got a little bit of ties here in the South, with, in you know North Carolina area kind of thing, because he recruited over there for them. Um, but if he's able to come into Georgia and, and get two top ten kids into into school there, that's that's saying a lot, you know. Yeah. But I don't mm-hmm. know. It'll it'll there, have to yeah. stuff out, but I'm just worried it's going to be a while. And that's the thing. If if we're getting those type of kids, I'll I'll let it play itself out. But like I said, I'm give you a good example. Bruce Pearl's been at what Auburn? What his? This is his third year now, something like that. Fourth year, maybe. Uh, yeah, second or second or third, I think. I yeah. Remember. And this year, he's got two of the top ten players in Georgia. He had a, a couple last year, and next year he's got the number two player in Georgia for the 2018. So he's building. So eventually, this year or next year, Auburn is going to be in that conversation, you know, a pretty good school if you're hitting on these guys. Right. Well, and I still think he he plays a, a more enjoyable brand of basketball to play, certainly, and but and to watch. I mean, that's my thing is if, you, if you're going to play, you know, the, the – this style with the I think it's the uh Fox runs the a lot of the triple whatever it was that Jordan ran that Tex Tex Winter ended up setting up, you know, with the Oh hell. I can't my brain is fried right now, dude. Um anyway, it was what the Bulls ran, you know, with Jordan. Oh the tri- triangle the triangle out there. Yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. running the triangle. And you know oh, that's, yeah, that's- that's prehistoric, man. That's ancient. Nobody, nobody even runs the. Tri- I mean, you can look at the Knicks. The Knicks are trying to run the triangle, and they're horrendous because mm-hmm. it's a different brand of basketball nowadays. This isn't the '80s or the early '90s. Right. These guys are different types of athletes. You got seven footers who hit a two or three, for God's sake. Yeah, I mean, that, but that's my thing is you can't tell me you can't go find athletes in the state of Georgia to run a, a, a heavy press up tempo offense, you know? I, I just you know, press on defense and, and up tempo on, on offense and get the, yeah. get, the, get get Stegman an exciting place a place that you, you need to, the kids need to go to on, you know, Saturday night, Saturday afternoon, whatever. Make it enjoyable for the people to watch, you know, instead of you just kind of they just kind of lumber around. I love Mayton. I don't get me wrong. I love you know I love Frazier's ability when he's on. You know, real. I think he would be a great guy to have with the you know running an up tempo offense. He's he's very quick, very fast. But yeah, I just feel like there's enough many as many athletes as in the state of Georgia you could find enough that would make one hell of a pressing team on on defense and make it very yeah. miserable to go up against. You could. I mean, Fox has to get this thing in gear because it's the like I said, Georgia's become a big time hotbed. In the next, in the next like the next class, it's going to be a wave of like big time players in Georgia on the ESPN list. Um, mm-hmm. this, this year's a good class, and the eight the eighteen year, the eighteen class is okay so so, but mm-hmm. that that twenty twenty. Um, those freshmen right now, mm-hmm. 
that's going to be the next wave when they're senior. That's 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 my son's group. Like all okay. those guys who we've seen on the circuit that play AAU basketball, all those mm-hmm. guys are on. All those guys made their their freshman. I mean, made their their, their varsity you know basketball team and actually playing minutes or starting. And that's unheard of. That's unheard of, like, freshmen coming in and, you know, starting or, you know, varsity um, for basketball or just Mm -hmm. getting a lot of minutes. But everywhere you turn, I'm seeing guys, you know, on the summer circuit who I've seen, they're playing varsity at ninth grade. So, like I said, that that 2020 class coming around, like, Fox, if Fox still around, man, he better have his ducks in a row. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean that that's that class right there coming out of Georgia could could be one of those program changing type you know classes, and you can just stay in Georgia, right? Just get three of those kids, you know, if you can, and roll roll with it. But I don't, you know, I I don't know if he could if Fox is the man for the job to pull it off as far as you know recruiting wise and and the, the style of play, but, you know, we'll see. Yeah. Um, I guess last big news, I guess, has been kind of the coaching carousel has been filling up. Um, of course, Lane Kiffin taking the Florida Atlantic head coaching job kind of caught some pe- a lot of people by surprise. Uh, yeah, that was his his plan B school because I think he really wanted that Houston job. Yeah, sure did. And they, Houston says he was not was never offered the job. I don't I don't know. I don't I don't think it was. You know, they said that negotiations kind of broke down, is what some people some of the reporters were saying. But yeah, it could have been a money issue. I think he just kind of rubs people the wrong way. If you don't know the truth of it, really did. Yeah, kind of arrogance and yeah. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't surprise me. He, uh, but you know what? I, I still think he's in a pretty good position. I think he had to get a head coaching job just to prove that he can run a program again. Yeah. But the thing is, with Florida Atlantic, they've been three and nine. I think they've, I've heard the last three years. If he can just turn them around and get them to a bowl game, get them to six, seven, maybe even eight wins. It'll give him a chance, just like the USF coach. Exactly, he'll he can go to a lot of different places, um, and maybe maybe he's learned a little bit of humility. You know, I don't know. Um, it is kind of funny people talking about the his career. If you put it in reverse, it makes a lot more sense. But um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> And, I mean, to start out with the Oakland Raiders as your first head coaching job, period, you know, not at college, not in, I don't even, you know, certainly not high school or anything like that. But your first job is in the NFL. Yeah, that's crazy. And not after not too many years of being a, a coordinator even at, at Southern Cal. So, um, I think it was maybe a little bit of a case of too much too soon for him. I don't know. Um, yeah. But he picked up DeAndre uh, Johnson, signed him, the JUCO quarterback. Uh, of course, most people remember him for his <laughs> at Florida State. Stuff at Florida State, but yeah, uh, kid's talented. There's no question about that, you know. But if he come come in and, and lift that program up, that you know, that's a big boost for for Kiffin. Uh, 
and a great start, you know, for him to work with. And I think I was a little – my surprise was that he didn't really talk to any of the uh, uh, the Alabama kids, Cornwell or, or any of those kids. I kind of figured he would – he would try to get one of them to come down with him, but he's going with the more athletic guy, I guess. Yeah. I think, yeah, since he's had success with, with Hertz. Yeah. Um, that's, that's the direction that he's going in. Yep. And uh, let's see, Western Kentucky just picked up Sanford, the Notre Dame offensive coordinator. Um. I'm surprised uh, Les Miles hasn't been picked up yet. Yeah, isn't it? I, I yeah. think he was kind of banking on that. You know, that Houston job would have made sense for him. But everybody kept saying Purdue for him. I did. I never saw that. I didn't see him going to Purdue. Um, no. But he, you know, he'll he'll probably take a year. He needs to he needs to work in TV. I don't know. You know what? He may not go back into what is it? Sixty. He's in his sixties. I know. I'm wondering if he w- would want to take over a program again, to be honest. I mean, um, I think the Notre Dame job is going to be open by next year. Yeah, well, that, I I think that might be P.J. Fleck. I think that may be why he kind of hung around Kalamazoo at Western Michigan. I think that's that may have been the job he's targeted the whole time. It could be. Um, yeah, Les Miles is 63. I don't know if you want to get into a major program again or even would a program, a major, you know, a big-time program, they, I'm sure they would give them a shot, but I'm wondering if, you know, do they see that as a long-term fix, you know? Uh, we'll see. Five we'll years, find out. Ten years? Yeah. Um, I think you'd be perfect as a color, you know, color commentator on – that's my goal. Let's get him him and Brad Nessler teamed up on the CBS games on Saturdays. I know that's right. <laughs> but, I mean, but here's my thing, too, because I'm glad you brought that uh, that age factor. How long do you think Nick Saban has? Because Nick Saban's, I right. think, his, he's in his mid-60s, going to late-60s. Got to be. Exactly. He's 65. So How many more, you know, how many more years before – that aspect of her in, comes up, starts coming up in a lot of recruiting. You know, he's only got you know, a couple more years, years yeah, three years. Be seventy when you look up, yeah. So, I think Bama only has maybe by another two, three years tops in them to be that, you know, that that top dog. Let me not say top dog, uh, top of the mountain, right. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see when that starts to 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 wane a little bit to where he, you know, some of these kids start thinking that, you know, I want, you know, will he be around when I'm for my entire college career? I don't want to go through a coaching change, you know. Exactly. Um, I think Kirby's in a great spot, you know, to kind of take that take that over. It's going to start. Ha- it's going to have to start happening on the field, obviously. I mean that's going to be the major the major factor, but I think Kirby's in a great spot at his age. He's at his program. He's at his home school from his state. He's mm-hmm. learned from the guy that's been at the top for nine years. 
You know, he was his right hand man basically. And you know, he 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 ran he. You know, obviously Alabama's still rolling along right now. You know, but you know, Kirby had a big hand in in who's there right now on the field for that program and the results that are on the field for that program. You know, yeah, I've, like seen a, I've, seen a, I've seen a lot of Alabama fans saying, "Oh, we we upgraded a defensive coordinator with Pruitt." Well, I don't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't necessarily say that right now. You know. Yeah. I think you got to. He's still playing with a lot of kids. Pretty much everybody on that defensive side of the ball is Kirby's kid. You know. Mm-hmm. Um. You know how they're being used, whatever. I think. I, I think you would see a lot of the similar results if Kirby had had been there as well. Um, so it's going to be – but I think Kirby's in a prime spot, you know, if he can get things going with the classes that are – the. you talk about the basketball, you know, recruiting classes that are coming up in the next couple of years. Football is the same way. Um, yeah. There's a major, you know, major class. There's big-time kids, obviously, in this class, but I think it's that 19 class is, is going to be a huge factor for Georgia in the state of Georgia. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just going to be, and you, if you can clean up in that that class, that's going to, like you said, that's going to set you set you up for three, four years, you know, down the yep. road. Um, so it's going to be, it's going to be fun, man. I'm I'm looking forward to it. I, I think people just need to chill with, you know, all the talk. Just realize what everybody went through. You know, I've. I've said it before, I read it somewhere that, you know, a lot of people kind of the expectations of when a new coach comes in, you kind of, there's typically going to be one to two games that you lose that you don't expect, you know, just because of the coach is learning, the players are learning the coach, the players are learning the system, um, the coach is learning the players, you know, and they're, and they're, tendencies and things like that, what their strengths and weaknesses, so, you combine that with a true freshman quarterback learning right on the job too. That's that's a lot to overcome, man. It really isn't. And like we were talking earlier, we were Georgia was two or three plays away from from a ten and two season. Mm-hmm. You know, which is which is kind of what I thought we could be if if we had all the breaks. Well, we didn't get all the breaks. Uh, we had just too many inconsistencies. But drop balls. Yeah. Yeah, to overcome the, the, the drop balls and the inconsistency of the offensive line and running game, to fit, to be that close to 10-2 and two is really kind of surprising, to be honest. You know, I mean, it, it could have been a lot worse, but it, like I said, we were, they were just a couple of ways away from it being a lot better. Yeah. Uh, but I just got to, you know, just hold their water a little bit and, and realize things are, things are trending upward, especially – talent-wise, and, and, and they're getting bigger and they're getting deeper, just like Kirby said from the very beginning is what they needed to do. In a, in a hurry. And I, like I said, my the window to make that national playoff run is probably 2018. Right. But we'll, we'll, we'll be knocking at it, I think, next year if we get the, the right things going, which we should. Right. And um, I, I think guys like, Holloman and all those type of guys, the receiver, those playmaking type guys, they're going to see the field early because he wants to get bigger at receiver. You know, right. I, I like yeah. I like I like good you know uh, Godwin and 
and you know um, uh, those those type of guys. But mm-hmm. you know, you you got to have those six two, six three, six four type guys on the edge. And I, and I think you know with Ridley, Wims coming back for another year, and guys like Holland yeah. and you know IMac in the slot. Me more. Yeah. <laughs> see, I, I, see, I like, I like, I like. Do you think we're gonna get him? I don't know. I, I'm wondering. The Michigan commit most the two two of the Michigan commits this week have been receivers, I believe. Tariq Black and uh, the kid with three days, Peoples Johnson or something like that. I think they're both big time receivers. So I kind of wonder if that may push him to look at Georgia pretty heavily it, again. It may, but hey, the family the family got family ties up there too. So, but yeah, to be honest true. with you, to be honest with you, you know, Holloman has the the better upside. The higher ceiling than Nico does. If you just oh, want yeah. to break down, if you want to break down player for player, just look at okay. Nico is what six four, six five, and has catch, catch radius. Okay, he's a, he's a big target receiver, and that's that's about you know all he has. He, his hands aren't the greatest. He, he'll drop some balls, and his speed isn't you know the greatest. But you got Holland on the other hand. This this guy is a legit, basically six three, you know. Probably he's gonna probably play about at about two fifteen next year because I think he's about what about two hundred pounds now or close to it one ninety six two hundred. Yeah, one. Well, twenty four seven says one eighty seven, but he's probably up from that. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah, he's bigger than that now. I, I think last time I saw it, it was like one ninety six to one ninety eight. He should be playing around about two ten two fifteen next year. You got about six three two ten two fifteen. Runs a four right. four, you know. Strong hand goes up and makes the catches over traffic. This is like they're they're comparing. I, I think it was either Rusty or Jake or somebody. There's like you know Holloman ceiling. Just look at his spark um, numbers. Right. Look at the athleticism. His 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 ceiling is a whole lot higher than Nico's. So mm-hmm. if we do miss on Nico, you know, oh well. But don't forget, we still got. I, I'll take Landers over Nico. We're talking about the six five guy because he's right. very underrated. Landers is very underrated. So, and I like Webb, and I like Blunt. So, I think we'll be fine. Yeah, he, uh, yeah, it'd be nice to get Nico though. I think just have that that you know red zone target six six four whatever he is six three, um, and that's the thing you know when you're throwing fades and you know your Hail Marys at the before the end of a halftime or something you're throwing it up to Isaiah McKenzie <laughs> yeah um, <laughs> what what <laughs> <laughs> yeah I just I don't uh I didn't quite understand that you got to have the, the targets to go to go do that um but it'll be it'll be I'd, I'd like to get Nico if we could but you know, if not, like you said, if not, we got it's a it's a strong receiving class coming in. It really is. Yeah. Yep. And they good size and speed. Yeah. Uh, uh, we'll be fine. I, I think, but I I do think he may. I think it's a possibility, but I, I'm not. You know, I'm not. Kind of like kind of like with Wilson. I'm not. You know, if it if it it's a great addition, a major major addition, I think, but. I don't necessarily know that, you know, I'm not going to be 
It's not like a you know, it's not like a hit or miss like in years past where you know, it seems like we kind of put all our chips in on on one person. You know, the coaching staff has really done a good job at kind of covering all bases. Well, just just what we talked about earlier, Lonnie Johnson. I mean, I think the kid was ready to come to Georgia. But we we found out, you know, some information where we were good to go in, in other areas. So, you know what? Wish you the best, and we'll, we'll both move ahead, move along, you know. But, you know, yep, covering the base is not, not getting left at the altar, and it's not the kids that are doing the leaving, I think. I really, I really think that. Because I, I, I was looking at um, Lonnie Johnson's um, his quotes. It was like, you know, with Kentucky, it seemed more family, you know, more about family, but with Georgia, it was more about business. And, I mean, hell, that's <laughs> it is what it is. We're in business mode right now. So it's right. probably, it probably one of those things like, you know, we we want to, but kind of, you know, hold off, you know, if you can, because we got something else brewing type thing. So, right. And that, that's, that's probably what happened. Cause that's, that's the only thing I can get from what he means by, you know, Georgia was more about business. Right. And that was his, that was his quote. So. Yeah. Different time, different place. I think he'd, he'd be in Athens, but we're, yeah, I think it's hopefully, hopefully got some things going on that will, will help, help Georgia, help everybody understand, help everybody kind of, Fan base is still a little bit fractured from you know from everything that went down. That we need something, and, I, and that's why I'm really hoping, man, that getting a player, a five star guy like Wilson, would kind of start pulling people back together, making them realize why we made this change, why try you know try to make make it happen where to get these kind of kids, get these program changing type of kids. I forget who it was. I think it was maybe. Heel dog maybe said that you know Wilson could come in and be a you know a, a program changing left tackle or he could come in and be a bust. But yeah. those are the kind of kids that you have to to bring in to get to that next level in, in college football. And yeah, it's a great point. That's that's the biggest thing. You know, get these five star kids. That's the point. That when you look at Alabama, yes. Great coaching going around, you know, whatever you want, a great tradition, whatever. But the fact is, they've won the recruiting wars for, what, the past five years now? Mm-hmm. And, all, and, and probably been second or third at the lowest for the past, what, ever since Saban's been there, certainly. I don't think they've ever been lower than two or three. So you yeah, you bring in you, you amass that kind of talent where you can you can sustain injuries you can sustain misses in in scouting and misses in in evaluations but <laughs> when you when you when you aren't that deep and you can replace a five a five star or a four star with another five star or four star and you miss on that kid that's that's a that's a three or four year problem that you've got on your hands you know. Yeah, whereas at Alabama, you you move them, move along. You bring in the next guy on the bench to to replace him. And that's how um, Ohio State is kind of the way they are. So they're they're you know what Urban the way Urban Meyer is doing it is kind of the same way 
is Kirby is doing it when he first started out as well. When Urban Meyer came in, he made an impact with that first recruiting class. I want to say he was like number two or number three. And then from mm-hmm. there, it, it just snowballed. And it, Ohio State was always in the top three. Right. And it's the same thing now. Like, we're probably going to finish probably number three. But any other year, we probably could be number one or number two. Right. But from here on out, I think the recruiting is going to be so strong that we're going to be like those those guys and, you know, can sustain if someone gets hurt or some we miss on a five-star who's supposed to be big time, you know, we're going to be right there in that mix. Because, I mean, look at the job we're doing off a of seven-to-five season. Right. And I just I just imagine if we went 10-2 and two or 11-1. and one. Yeah, that's the thing. That's the biggest thing. If Georgia was coming into this – off of this year 10-2. and two, Yeah. It's <laughs> first year. I don't even know. You know, we we might already had a couple other guys committed. So, I don't know. You know what, though? I'll put it this way. They, they don't look at the wins and losses like the fans do. You know, yeah, now, now, let me say this. You've got to have some results eventually, but they'll – They'll put up with a, a seven and five or eight and four here and there if they see themselves getting on the field. If they have a good relationship with the coach to where they feel like it's about to take off, you know. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's they don't quite look at it as quite the same as as the fans do. Think because a lot of times fans will think, "Oh my God, we lost this game. We probably lost six recruits that were on visits that we, you know, for that game." You know, they don't quite look at it that way because they're they're having you know they enjoy the the on-field product but well you've seen you've heard some of the guys on the podcast where they're like you know one of them was talking about i can't remember who it was but they were like yeah i don't know if the georgia florida game is that in athens or is that in gainesville this year i'm like dude you know it's just stuff like that like jordan jenkins when we talked to his dad, he's like, yeah, Jordan never really watched, watched much football. So I'd, I'd just have to make him sit there and watch it with me so we could show him, you know, different, different, you know, techniques to, to look at or different ways to, you know, to get off blocks, you know, a certain way, or they'd rather go out and play in basketball or, or go and hang out yeah. with all their friends or whatever, you know, so they don't really quite look at it the same as, as the fans do. But it's all good, man. But I, I, I do think we're on the right track, you know, and just everybody keep your ears out for for Friday, man. I don't know what time he's announcing. I don't know. I'm, I know there'll be a, a feed somewhere, but uh, check out Field Street Forum in the Classic City chat. We'll have a, any any feed that comes up, we'll we'll have it posted. And uh, it's Field Street Forum, Field ST Forum, and then click on the Classic City chat. We'll drop down for the current date. Um, man, you got anything else? Nah, that's about it. Just anticipating yeah. for Friday. Yeah, uh, that was well, that was a fun show, dude. I'm glad you called in. Yeah, and me too. That was Jason, fun. Jason just texted me and said he he fell asleep. He said he's sick. Man, come on. <laughs> it's recruiting season, man. You can't be yeah. It's recruiting. Being it's recruiting season. Twenty four seven, seven eleven. We're always open for business. That's right. Come on, man. 
Got to get them articles written for tomorrow, homie. Uh, but uh, you got a Twitter or Facebook, anything you want anybody to check you out at? Give you a follow? No, nah, I don't do all that. So You don't do social media, man? Come on. No, nah, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not a social media person. I don't, I don't, have, I don't have time for it. <laughs> all right. Well, give me a follow at the real Dre on pretty much any of the social media. Uh, give a site a follow at Field Street Forum, Field ST Forum on Facebook and Twitter. And, uh, man, it's been been fun, been a good good chat with you. Yeah, likewise. I uh, hope to do it again next week. All right, sounds good. Let's hopefully have a, a – <laughs> be talking about the, the commitment of Isaiah Wilson, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. All right, buddy. Till next week, go dogs. All right, take care.